So what's the big problem with wealth creation? How do people like us, who didn't inherit a boatload of money, who are investing and building wealth from our own blood, sweat and tears, how do we invest in a way that gives us remarkable results and become financially free before retirement age? I don't know about you, but I am sick of hearing from wealth gurus and experts who don't walk their own talk and prescribe strategies that are a one-size-fits-all approach. For self-made people like you and me, I'm here to tell you that you don't need to be superhuman or already wealthy to reach financial freedom earlier than 65. This is the Alternative Investing Podcast. Hey guys, so imagine you're standing at a crossroads right now and feeling like things just aren't quite the way that they should be. The question that I feel I have been uncovering with a lot of people I've been speaking to over the last, I would say five years, is this question of do you feel shame around your wealth building results? And it's certainly not a comment that I would make face on because clearly that is a very confronting statement. But one of the things that I want to really kind of go deep on today, which I feel like is a conversation that needs to be had around the the subject of wealth but isn't had is this question around how we feel about the results that we have. I talk to dozens of investors who think that they should be further ahead than they are. They never say it that way, but it comes across in the communication that they have around what they want and where they are right now. A lot of people also have some losses that they've had along the way and that have come about as a result of either greed or overlooking something that, you know, really basic that they should have really known better. A lot of people feel shame around the idea that they just missed a lot of great opportunities because they were too afraid or they didn't feel prepared or that, you know, they didn't quite have their their act together. And then finally, what I also hear is that they've let emotion in the form of fear or greed or something like that shame to result in a buying or selling decision that was mistimed. So all of those things are very, flavors of what I'm hearing and seeing in the market when it comes to investors. And when I say this, I first of all need to pre-frame this with these are people who are not newbie investors. These are experienced investors. And the reason I'm sharing this with you is because I think it's really important to understand that these feelings of guilt and shame don't necessarily evaporate just because your bank balance goes up or your overall net worth goes up. And what I really want to do in this quick episode is to give you some remedies if you are feeling any of those things. If you really peeled back the onion and thought, how do I actually feel about the wealth that I have created? And if you feel something and the best metaphor is like the experience of sand in your shoe, if when someone were to ask you the question head on, do you feel you've done a great job with building wealth for your family and you feel like some level of discomfort, then perhaps there's something here that needs to be explored or that's worthwhile exploring, especially if you are someone right now who is towards the end of their working career or someone who wants to exit in the near future. And when I say near future, let's call it anywhere from today to five years time. There are some things that I would say is really worthwhile to bear in mind when we're thinking about, you know, maybe that yucky feeling of not being quite where we want to be. And the first thing I would say is to recognize that there is always time to recover. You know, you will have heard me say, 
say it like a broken record. You can have it all. You can't just have it all at once. And so regardless of where you are on your runway, it could be that you need to take some massive action to right your ship, or it could be that you already have the net worth and resources available to you, but maybe they're just not being utilized in a way that is actually optimal. So it could be just some minor tweaks, but the most important point that I'm making is there is there's always time to recover. It is never too late. I remember talking years ago to a fellow who was in his early 70s and he'd made a couple of monumental investments that had gone badly uh, just before retirement and had never quite been able to recover. Now, he definitely had a sense of shame around those experiences and it was only once we spoke and kind of pulled apart his situation that he realized that he still had resources, that he still had options available to him, but the thing that he needed to let go of, the belief he needed to let go of was this idea that it was too late. So regardless of your age, there is always time to recover. And the second thing I would say is that sometimes the path that you have to take in terms of how you bridge the gap between where you are and where you want to be may require you to take a left of field path. So a lot of you guys know, obviously, by virtue of the fact that you are listening to this podcast, that I believe in the alternative pathway to financial independence. And so for some of you, that may be a slightly uncomfortable, if you like, or like, I don't know, maybe worrying or a feeling of uncertainty. But sometimes you have to be receptive to the alternative pathway if in fact you want to bridge the gap in the timeline that you have. So that's the second point that I would make. The third thing that I would say is that more important than ever is that this is the time that you need to align with people who have the results that you want. I've said this a million times already, but the point in my own journey of wealth building, that was a massive point of inflection in terms of when I started to get a a lot more momentum and uh, a much steeper trajectory in terms of my growth of my wealth was when I started to seek out people who had the results I want. I know that inside of our community, one of the things that people talk about is this idea of it being a fabulous idea to be rubbing shoulders with people who are on a similar journey to you or who are a little ahead of you. A lot of the people that we call trusted advisors in our community, high net worth individuals who are top of their game within some specific strategy and to just rub shoulders with them and hear about the mistakes they've made on their journey, what it is that they believe has given them the level of success that they have. And to get a hand up, not a handout is absolutely priceless. And it's something that I think a lot of people overlook, particularly in our environment where there is uh, an absolute boatload of information out there, there's a sense that you should be figuring this stuff out on your own. And I would say there's certainly not the case. The next thing I would say, and I guess this is more of a personal philosophy, to be honest with you, and I need to give attribution here to my husband, I come from a migrant family where the sense of guilt and shame and the need to kind of be performing at a certain level was um, certainly not taught, but it was felt. And my husband taught me very early on in our relationship that guilt and shame are a wasted emotions. So if you feel even a flicker of, you know, recognition when I talk about some of these things that maybe there is a little bit of guilt there or there's a bit of shame, just remind yourself that those are not emotions that serve you. And so if you can acknowledge and name it and then put them aside in order to move forward, you will be able to move so much more freely if you're not, you know, weighed down by the baggage of those beliefs. So that's an obvious one, but I think it's
it's a really important one. The next thing that I would say is that the best investors in the world really strive to leave the emotion at the door. So amongst my pool of trusted advisors, people that I go to as my board of advisors, if you like, to help me with my wealth journey, one of the things that it's not that they've said it, but I've observed it is they are very, very, I guess, matter of fact when it comes to the investing they do. They don't get extremely emotional. They're certainly gleeful if uh, if they have a win and money piles up in their bank accounts, but it comes after the event. In terms of their decision-making, they are surgical, they are clinical, they have their rules and they just basically, I wouldn't say robotic because there's certainly an, an element of uh, you know judgment and discernment that needs to exist, but they don't allow themselves to be ruled by greed or fear or any other emotion when they're pulling the trigger on deals. So I've observed that and I've certainly over the last decade or so uh, worked very hard. It's not that easy to be completely emotionless about investing or about money, but it's certainly something that I I neither get completely overwhelmed by wins, nor do I get completely overwhelmed by loss. And, you know, paired with that is a lot of strategy around how to make sure that no single investment can undermine the wealth that I have in general. Um, The final thing that I want to say, which is really about the antidote, if you like, for shame or guilt or a feeling of basically lack, is that if you can take the attitude of moving forward through preparation, education, and a capacity to retain control over your decision making, then ultimately that is what will give you the edge that you need and will overcome the majority of the emotion that would otherwise be surrounded by a lot of investment decisions. I know in my own circle of friends, I have a friend who married someone with a very different money mindset to her. And one of the great frustrations in in their relationship is that while one of them operates from a place of abundance, the other one operates from a place of, of shame and guilt and scarcity. And so one of the things that I've seen be able to overcome that is when both parties in a relationship are open to the idea of kind of leveling up their thinking, their education and their preparation. The minute you do that, that's when you can start to kind of find some middle ground on how you go about taking decisions that will ultimately get you to your goal and bridge the gap that you're interested in. So guys, the question I started with today is, do you feel shame about your wealth results? This is not an easy one to answer, but I'm planting the seed in this podcast because I genuinely feel that I'm going to say almost 100%, almost 100% of people that I speak to have some aspect of their wealth building that they don't feel great about. And the most frustrating thing is they don't know who to talk to about this. They certainly go and speak to the standard professionals, but they don't really reveal themselves because they're not really sure that that person can help them anyway. One of the things I really encourage is recognize it and then think about the remedies that I've just covered as to whether any of those are going to support you so that you can continue a wealth building journey without that shame and guilt. All right, guys, till next time, take care. You've been listening to the Alternative Investing Podcast. If you're feeling frustrated that despite doing everything right in the property investing playbook and you're no closer to financial freedom, then head on over to incosiwealth.com to learn more about how you can use alternative investments to catapult your investing income and blend strategies to shave decades off your timeline to financial freedom. See you on the next episode.